The Chicago Bears still haven't signed a veteran free agent pass rusher just yet, but Ryan Poles continues to give us just a little glimpse of hope for a savior coming on the defensive line. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We really appreciate our everydayers tuning in five days a week and getting your daily Bears fix. Today's episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and same goes for your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay's guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. On the show today, we hear from Chicago Bears general manager about the lingering prospects of still signing a veteran free agent pass rusher on the defensive line. Not ruling it out, still sounds like it's something they want to do, but he also acknowledged the holdup and why things haven't happened yet and why there's still a chance Things don't happen, but we'll kind of get a better sense of what the situation is here for the Bears. We'll also check in on the health of the team. Ryan Poles saying they're good to go, fully healthy, except, well, then after his press conference, Dante Pettis was placed on the non-football injury list. But we'll look at the important, the importance and really the what feels like a rarity of the Bears starting training camp with a pretty much, mostly, almost entirely fully healthy roster. And we'll wrap up with the other transaction the Bears made, waving linebacker Sterling Weatherford and bringing in linebacker Buddy Johnson, who was a fourth-round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers just two years ago. Still very young, still an untapped potential there, some high ceiling. And we'll get the scoop from our friend Chris Carter from Lockdown Steelers about why things didn't work out for Buddy Johnson in Pittsburgh and what he has to do to be successful in Chicago. But let's start with what we've all been waiting for and are still waiting for, at least at the time I'm recording this podcast. And we're dangerous times here when we talk about free agent signings because at any point after I record this, a player could sign. But as we've heard now from Ryan Poles, it's something that they've been looking at, something they've been looking into, specifically you know, a, a potential veteran pass rusher to bolster a defensive line that has plenty of young players with upside, but not a lot of proven production in the NFL. And we sit out there and look at the free agent market right now. Guys like... Yannick Ngakwe from the Indianapolis Colts, Justin Houston, who's played for Matt Eberflus on the Colts, who played for Ryan Poles with the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe Jadavion Clowney is still out there as a free agent. It's kind of an easy way to draw the line between a, a Bears team that needs pass rushers and has a bunch of cap space and a quality of group of veteran free agent pass rushers that are a little older than what the Bears have been looking at, but could still be big upgrades for this team. Ryan Poles again said, 
hey, listen, they're always looking at upgrades for the team. But he got pressed on it a little bit more specifically about, hey, you kind of mentioned earlier this offseason that you thought a pass rusher signing may happen sooner rather than later. And we're kind of past sooner and starting to get a little bit closer to later. So here's what Ryan Pohl said, and I think there's a couple, doesn't say a lot, but there's a couple things we can take away from it. In the offseason, you excuse me, seemed to indicate that you would add an edge rusher. I think sooner rather than later was what you said. But are you are you certain that you will add one before the season starts? And if you don't, yeah. will you be happy with what you've got? Um, so obviously, there's no certainty. Of, it takes you know two to make sure that it it works out. Um, so there's a level of patience that comes with it. So there's no guarantee. Uh, if not, no, I'm excited about the guys that are here. Um, Walker's done a great job. Robinson's coming along. Gibson's coming along. So um, I'm happy with the guys that are here, but obviously we're going to look to improve if, if we can. So if it works out, we, we'll, we'll attack it. The key phrase there from Ryan Poles was, it takes two, right? The Bears can be interested in a free agent and pursue them up to a certain point, but the free agent also has to agree to terms with the Bears. The free agent has to want to play for the Chicago Bears and particularly like the two sides have to meet at a level of compensation that both sides are able to accept. And the way he said that there made it seem like, hey, like we're going to be patient, right? But it takes two and that they're okay if they don't send a free agent, which is debatable. But I think what that signals to us is like, listen, They've been in some conversations with these guys. I believe Peggy Kaczynski from ESPN Chicago reported Tuesday night that Justin Houston in particular, the Bears have been in contact and have expressed interest in or whatever the phrasing was. Justin Houston is is one of the guys connected to the Chicago Bears in this way. But I think also Ryan Pohl says, listen, we're going to be patient. We're going to take our time and we're going to set a number and we're going to make an offer, right? Or probably have made an offer and say kind of a, not exactly a take it or leave it, but not seemingly at this point, ready and willing to bump up. You can kind of understand, you know, not wanting to be too desperate. I think he talked before about like, you know, if you start getting a little bit too aggressive and too greedy when it comes to free agent veteran, older players, you can sometimes get yourself into financial trouble and, you know, with dead cap down the line and some of the stuff we saw that happened, you know, in the Ryan Pace era with the Bears cap becoming a little bit more of a challenge. That being said, in this case, if if we're talking about a one-year deal with Justin Houston or Yannick Ngakwe or whoever, be desperate. Go sign them. Like the Bears have the cap space. And if it's a one-year deal, you cannot really get yourself in much financial trouble because at the end of the season, it will be off the books. Like there's not really, you know, if it's a multi-year thing and that's where the holdup is, that makes sense. You know, if Houston's looking or, or Ngakwe or whoever is looking for a multi-year deal with big guaranteed money, that makes a little more sense. But if any of these players will take a one-year deal at a higher price tag than you're comfortable with, I kind of don't care, right? If it's not draining your entire salary cap, the Bears have cap space. Give them $15 million for one year. That's way more than they're worth on, on the market right now. But like, if that's what it takes, go get one of these guys. You got the space. It's a one-year deal. It's not going to hurt you long-term financially. It's a big need on this roster. And I don't trust that they can just stick with the guys they have. Even though Paul says he's okay with what they have, I'm not. I say, go out and sign the big free agent. Go get them. Make this happen, even if you have to spend a little bit more, as long as it's a one-year deal and a short-term thing. Multiple years, then I'm willing to be more patient and not overspend in that way that it might affect your future salary cap flexibility. But one year at a time, go get them, go spend whatever it will take. That's my philosophy, and I hope Ryan Poles does something similar. Regardless, 
the Bears start training camp with the guys they have now in the 90-man roster, and most importantly, start training camp with almost perfect health or as close to perfect health for most players across the board as you can get. We'll kind of check in on the injury status or lack thereof on the team and the latest move for uh, Dante Pettis on the non-football injury list next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp provides online therapy in a virtual setting that's much, much more accessible. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp might be a good first step. Because it is entirely online, it's designed to be convenient. It fits your schedule. It's flexible, and it's a great way to get started. I do online therapy literally every single week. Thursdays are my online therapy day. It's a part of my mental health regimen, not because I feel like you know, my mental health is totally broken. It's not like take, it's not like the emergency room by any means, but it's about being the best person, the best me that I can be and really trying to learn and grow in the best way possible. I compare it to like, go, I go to the gym to make my body stronger, not because my body is broken, but just because it's good for my body. And I go to therapy because it's good for my mind. And BetterHelp is a great way to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist online. And you know what? If that therapist just doesn't the right fit for you, you can switch super easily for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp dot com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. The Chicago Bears are starting training camp healthy and it feels great. I think we kind of forget that even as recent as last season, a number of players started the camp either on the pup list or the non-football injury list. It wasn't as though those proved to be long-term devastating injuries, although I think Byron Pringles was a bit more significant last year at this time. And it's really a nice luxury that I don't want to take for granted that the team is starting off this process with no significant concerns to speak of up to this point. For a minute there, right, we talked about yesterday, there was the short-term overreaction panic about Chase Claypool being put on the physically unable to perform list for pretty much 24 hours before the Bears took him off. Ryan Pohl said they thought he just needed an extra day or two to really kind of get up to speed and get back to full, fully healthy. So that's why they did it that way. Really a non-story in, in my opinion, not, not a big deal. Although Justin Fields slipped up inadvertently and mentioned, we don't know what Chase Claypool's injury was. The Bears had said soft tissue. Fields specifically said, uh, Claypool tweaked his knee and and had to you know not practice as much. So we got a, we got a hint that hey, some sort of knee based issue that Claypool was dealing with. So something to keep in mind on keep an eye on or keep in mind if he suffers another setback with a knee injury later on, then we'll know it's the same sort of thing he had been dealing with earlier. But other than that, the Bears are in a really good spot. Some guys are still coming off of off season injuries and are going to have a little bit more of a ramp up period. But Ryan Poles clarified that a little bit too and and said, listen, like the, these guys have been on vacation more or less. I mean, not, not always, you know, tropical vacation, but away from the team, right. For the last two or like month and a half, two months here. So it's going to be a little bit of a ramp up process for everybody. Right. Is there anyone other than Mooney? You said that everyone was cleared. Is there anyone other than Mooney that's going to be on like an acclimation period here to get started or a ramp up? Um, you know, I think those guys haven't had practices like from the uh, spring. So, we're going to do that for everybody just to see where they're at, conditioning, all of that, because everyone's on a different plan. Um, but, I mean, Mooney's one of those guys that will 
the track and make sure he's in a good position before we just add everything. Is there anyone else with an injury issue that you're going to limit them at least at first? Not that I can think of, but yeah, I mean, we're going to monitor all of them. A few hours after that press conference and, and those quotes where polls couldn't think of anybody dealing with an injury thing, the Bears announced that wide receiver Dante Pettis would be placed on the non-football injury list, which is notably different than the physically unable to perform list. It's hard to know whether in that in this case, either polls forgot about it and was trying to think of anybody and couldn't come up with it and just, uh, 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 you know, an honest mistake. I don't think polls, first of all, I don't think polls was in any way trying to like deceive or hide or like intentionally not mention that Dante Pettis would be on the non-football injury list. I think it's either you just forgot because he's got a bunch of guys and a lot of a lot on his plate. He's general managing a team and might forget a non-football injury type situation for Dante Pettis. Or it's possible that after the press conference there, or maybe while the press conference was happening, that was when Dante Pettis was being evaluated or Dante Pettis reported to camp or whatever it might have been. Then the injury or the the non-football ailment, it's the, it's the non-football injury list. It doesn't have to be an injury per se, but the non-football injury was then sort of discovered or formalized or whatever it might be, and then he's placed on the list, and Ryan Poles didn't know that was going to happen. Either way, uh, on the grand spectrum of injury situations this time of year, not a bad spot to be in here. Certainly, it's not good for Dante Pettis to not be practicing, but we should have just learned from Chase Claypool that a player being put on on either the physically unable to perform list or the non-football injury list is not an indication of the severity of the injury or how long we should then expect them to be on that list. I mean, it's possible Pettis could be another 24-hour member of one of these lists. The only difference between the PUP list and the NFI list is that the non-football injury list is something that would have happened away from practice, away from the football field. And that can be something as simple as an illness. It really can. It doesn't have to be a physical injury. Whereas the physically unable to perform list tends to have been something that happened at practice or in a football context in some way that makes them unable to perform. That just sort of differentiates how slash when slash where the injury occurred. But Pettis still counts towards the Bears 90 man roster at training camp, just as Claypool would have had he remained on the foot on the physically unable to perform list. But it's just a, an injury designation for a guy that clearly is dealing with something that occurred I mean, you have to assume then like in the break between mandatory mini camp and the, the reporting to training camp here. But it's, it's tough for Pettis because however long he's out, he's not going to be practicing. And maybe again, maybe it's a day and maybe it's not a big deal. But if he misses some time, he's going to fall behind quickly there on that depth chart. You know, he's the Bears just signed a guy in Isaiah Ford at wide receiver that adds even more veteran competition at that list. We talked about Isaiah Ford on the podcast yesterday. If you want a little bit more of a scouting report on him and how that wide receiver battle at training camp is going to play out. But really, like, it's Pettis versus St. Brown versus Ford for maybe one or two roster spots is kind of the quick summary there. And any, every practice you miss is another potential step behind from everybody else. But again, we, learned, we just learned this yesterday. Let's not overreact to one thing there. But to be able to have all of your key players relatively healthy. Like Mooney, they're going to watch closely because he hasn't practiced all offseason and it's going to be a little bit of a slower ramp up there. Certainly Eddie Jackson has been back at practice, but missed some OTAs in minicamp. So you want to be you know, gentle and make sure that you're not putting too much on his body too fast. Sanborn, I believe, was was also missing some practice with injury stuff a little bit earlier in this offseason. And Claypool too, right? Like 
he, he just got off the pup list. I'm sure they're going to want to be slow and deliberate about ramping up how much activity they're going to do. It's worth noting the Bears will not have their first padded practice until next week, Wednesday. I think that uh, a week from today is what Matt, uh, Matt Eberflus said yesterday. So it's not like there's going to be as much, you know, like football contact just yet. It's still going to be like a mini camp and an OTAs practice for the first really week here of guys getting back up to speed. But as they stand now, people are in good shape. They went through their conditioning tests as well. Ryan Poles raved about Darnell Wright's conditioning test in particular. And I do want to talk about that at some point, probably tomorrow, unless other big bears breaking news, because the, the way that Ryan Poles talked about Darnell Wright was was certainly impressive. That will still be coming down the pipeline here. I also still want to talk about Justin Fields and turning down Netflix cameras following him around this season. A few different things with Fields and DJ Moore were part of a press conference that will be coming but instead, today, I also want to make sure we get to the newest Bears transaction. Linebacker Sterling Weatherford, an undrafted free agent from last season, released, brought in is a new linebacker, a former fourth-round pick of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Buddy Johnson. I hit up my boy Chris Carter from Lockdown Steelers, and we'll kind of go through what we know about Buddy Johnson and how he flamed out of Pittsburgh so quickly next on Locked on Bears. It's easy to see why the Bears would be intrigued by a linebacker like Buddy Johnson. He was a fourth-round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers coming out of Texas A&M in 2021. And he was one of these guys who has some, some great freak athletic tools. I mean, he ran a, a 4.58 at the 40-yard dash at 230 pounds. It's like six and a half, six feet and a half inch tall with pretty good arm length, pretty good wingspan, ran really well in the three cone at 709 and pretty explosive in the jumps at 38 and a half inches vertical and 10, eight broad. Like he is that like athletic freak linebacker coming out of college that can get you excited in the NFL and why you, a team like the Steelers uses a fourth round pick, right? You don't draft him in the fourth round thinking this guy's going to be a day one starter, but you take all those physical tools and feel like you can refine things a little bit maybe uh, settle things down a little bit and focus a little better and b build him into more of a potential, you know, high ceiling linebacker. The problem was, well, what happened was, I guess we'll start there. He played one season with Pittsburgh, barely got on the field, even in special team situations. And after his second training camp, his second preseason in Pittsburgh, they cut him. They said, sorry, man, like we got depth at linebacker. And even though you're a fourth round pick that we just drafted last year, not, not good enough to make the team. At, at that point, they kind of said, screw it. He's not a guy that is apparently worth hanging on to and continuing to develop. I mean, it was a it ended up being a big draft whiff for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was exchanging some messages with Christopher Carter, the host of Locked On Steelers. It's not enough, not a big enough signing to go bring him on the podcast and, you know, start to have a whole conversation about it. It's a backup linebacker for sure. But the way that Card that Chris described to me is that like of course Buddy Johnson, great athlete, but felt like you know attention to detail and kind of the little things and being able to control that athleticism really kind of did him in. Like he was not able to do enough to use those athletic tools to be great on special teams, to, you know, to win special teams opportunities and certainly like at practice, right? Just wasn't it wasn't clicking perfectly. It wasn't dialed in. It wasn't locked in in the way. But like still showed great promise at times because when you see when you see an athlete like that when it does click right when he does read the running play perfectly and shoots the right gap he's so fast and still pretty big and strong to get in there and make a big play and you're like wow there's a linebacker that right there like there's a guy who can maybe do something for us 
in this defense. But when he just can't do it consistently enough, because maybe between the years, as far as, you know, the football IQ and learning this defense and trying to catch up to the speed of the NFL, like it just, it never quite clicked for him. And to the point where he couldn't even do it on special teams either. Like there just wasn't enough of that focus and that intentionality for him to be able to be as successful as the Steelers wanted him to be. I think they also felt pretty good about some of the depth they had at linebacker as well. And, and just like that, he's out, you know, Steins with the San Francisco 49ers on their practice squad for the first half of the season. They move on. I think he finished out the year on the Houston Texans practice squad, but this kid's still 24 years old and certainly has NFL caliber tools and talent that that's what made him a fourth round pick. And so for the bears, you can see the upside there as a guy like, yeah, sure. Bring him in and see, can he, can he dial it in a little bit more? Can you, can you coach him up and get more out of his physical tools than his other teams have been able to do so? Understanding that he's on, a, he's on a veteran minimum deal and you can cut him whenever you want and not really have risked anything. Maybe the more interesting part of the, the transaction for me was who they decided to move on from. Sterling Weatherford came in as an undrafted free agent last season and stuck on the 53-man roster pretty much all year or certainly most of the season played some snaps on defense, was a regular special teams contributor for them. And just like that, he's gone. Because you look at the linebacker depth chart, for example, like I had Sterling Weatherford penciled in as a 53-man roster spot. You know, it was your starters are Edwards, Edmonds, and Sanborn, of course, your backups. You got the rookie Noah Sewell. You got the veteran they signed this offseason, Dylan Cole. And then Sterling Weatherford, to me, was pretty clearly the sixth linebacker there ahead of the likes of some of the camp names that you might not recognize, like DeMarquis Gates, uh, Corny Dang, and Micah Baskerville is the current undrafted rookie free agent. So it's surprising to me that they they kept Gates, Dang, and Baskerville, three guys that were not really part of the team in any meaningful capacity last season. Gates was on the practice squad. And instead, you cut a guy who you know better, who has been on the team for a while, and was played meaningful snaps last season. Like, you think, if you're going to take a flyer on Buddy Johnson, you cut... Dang or Baskerville or Gates because they're just kind of the more camp body guys. But Weatherford's been around. Weatherford had special teams value. So it just feels to me like, I don't know, is there is there something else there? Like it was like they, they cut a guy who was not at the bottom of the depth chart to add a guy who's going to come in at the bottom of the depth chart. And they waited until right before the start of training camp to cut Sterling Weatherford. Maybe the idea there is like, OK, you cut him now because you want to give him a chance to get on another team's training camp roster early and give him the best chance to stick on someone else's 53-man roster. But again, like, why wouldn't you keep him, let he and Buddy Johnson compete because, you know, you, you know what Weatherford is. He might be better than Buddy Johnson. Like, I mean, chances are Buddy Johnson does not make this 53-man roster. And so are you only going to keep five linebackers? Or do you, do, did they actually like DeMarquis Gates or Michael Baskerville or Kwoni Dang better than Weatherford, despite Weatherford having been here. I mean, th those one of those scenarios kind of has to be our answer here. Like either Weatherford was not as good as we were giving him credit for or not as well liked as we're giving him credit for, or they really like Buddy Johnson or they really like these other guys in the depth chart that they maybe think have more upside than a Sterling Weatherford. But I mean, Weatherford special teams, like that's, that's real valuable. Or maybe they say, listen, we're fine with five linebackers right now. And I don't know, that, that one is a little bit of a head scratcher there. I totally understand the interest in Buddy Johnson, don't quite have a good answer for why Sterling Weatherford was the casualty there, but we're not going to get too hung up on changes for the sixth linebacker on your depth chart. But I do think Buddy Johnson has enough upside that it's interesting to talk about here, right? We're not going to talk about every minutia of roster transactions. You know, if they swap out their number five tight end or, you know, their number nine cornerback, we're not going to devote a whole segment here to it on the podcast. But Johnson's former fourth round pick, 
He's got some upside there, and Weatherford was a little bit of a surprise cut there. So that, to me, combined to put it over the top to be something worth talking about on the podcast today. We always like to go in-depth on your Chicago Bears. Make sure you're as informed as possible about your team, because when you're educated and informed about your team, it's that much more fun. You can get deeper into it and feel that closer connection to what you're watching on Sundays. I hope you feel that close connection to the Locked On Bears podcast when you tune in every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On tomorrow's show, plenty of training camp updates to still get through. Unless we get a big free agent signing like a Justin Houston or a Yannick Ngakwe or whoever, certainly that would take some priority for us. But if not, coming up tomorrow, we'll, we'll hear about Darnell Wright and the improvement that he's made to himself and his body and his technique so far this offseason. We'll hear from Justin Fields and, and DJ Moore as well about the connection between the wide receiver and the quarterback and how much that chemistry is real and what that ultimately looks like. And I'd also like to touch base on Justin Fields turning down a Netflix show following the quarterback around after the Bears collectively as a franchise kind of said no thanks to Hard Knocks as well. So plenty more training camp updates to bring you all throughout this process. I hope you'll tune back in because, of course, you'll also get to walk away with another opportunity to bear down. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.